Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. And I'm here with my friend, relatively new friend, really, Michelle cox Ferrara. Thanks so much, Michelle, for joining the Boca Podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, I'm, I'm excited to dive into conversation about something that I'd like to think is a little bit controversial. Maybe I just wanted, I want to have a controversial conversation, but we're going to get into the topic of photography workshops a little bit later. Uh, before we, we do that, though, I'm just curious about your career, the way that your career got started as a photographer. I like to add value to our listeners at the very beginning of the podcast in case they have to turn that podcast off for some reason five minutes after it gets started, that they still walk away with something. And mm -hmm. as a wedding photographer, I'm curious if there's something that you learned kind of the hard way, some advice that you would give to our listeners who are either just getting started in photography or maybe have already been in business for a little bit. What would be a hard lesson that you learned that you could share with our photographers so that they can avoid that same mistake? Well, sure. Uh, I think one of the hardest lessons that I had to, that I learned was really not to compare myself with other people, um, putting value into my own ability and into my career as a whole, I constantly have to, well, because we're infiltrated in this huge, you know, we, we have a huge market of photographers, specifically where I'm from in Chicago, but yeah. definitely countrywide and nationwide, just having to remind myself that we're running our own race. I always have this, well, especially because photography is so visual and you can you obviously look at other people's photos, look at other people's Instagrams, their websites. You kind of have this, you know, natural ability of comparing yourself against them. It's true. Um, so I think just remembering constantly to not, you know, put myself under the category of like judging myself against someone else, but that I'm running my own race and just trying to do my own thing and kind of put blinders on to everybody else and, and, just kind of work with it. <laughs> it's it's a go good point. It. Yeah, it's such a good point. It really is easy to get bogged down on that process. I'm guilty of that, not just um, as a photographer, I'm sure. And I, I shot weddings for about 10 years, but now running a business within the photography industry, Photographer's Edit, um, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur even, just con comparing myself to other entrepreneurs. And it's not necessarily always a bad thing. We can find inspiration in others. But uh, as Gary Vaynerchuk, who's somebody that I refer to a good bit on this podcast, I'm a, a big fan of his and what he is teaching. But one of the things that he talks about is the importance of just doing you and mm -hmm. to, to stop worrying so much about what other people think. Because first of all, the people that we serve in the end are clients. They're not photographers. And it's easy to get caught up in comparing ourselves with other photographers. But at the end of the day, that has really little to do with us actually creating a, su a successful photography business. Um, mm -hmm. But then if we do focus on developing our own strengths, once we've once we have become aware of the photography market in our area and we've clearly positioned our brand against the so-called competition, then it, it really is time to, to double down and work on developing our strengths and uh, if needed, um, 
correcting our weaknesses. And that really is what is going to help us get ahead um, most effectively running a photography business. So I think that's a really great point. Good reminder for all those listening in, those who are just getting started, as well as those who've been in the business for a while. And I really appreciate you starting us off that way. Now, you are a wedding photographer, um, but tell us a little bit about yourself, because I, I like our listeners to get to know who's who's joining us on the Boca podcast a little bit. Where are you from and where are you based right now? So sure. Um, I'm based out of Chicago. So I consider myself a wedding and lifestyle photographer based out of the Chicago area. And I've been in business since 2011, but I didn't do exclusively weddings. I kind of rebranded myself, remarketed my business that direction in about 2014. So the first three years, it was kind of a little bit of everything, portraits, senior portraits, family photos, and weddings. Um, but after about three years, I kind of felt a strong draw to go more exclusively weddings. I still do, you know, I have recurring clients that will contact me every year about doing, you know, family photos or, you know, I, I work with my wedding clients if they call me back, but, you know, I really enjoy, I really enjoy weddings. So that was kind of the new direction that I had gone in about 2000, the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And was what drove that change? Was it just simply that you enjoyed weddings the most or were there some, was there some other impetus that, that made you focus on weddings specifically? No, I think I really just enjoyed weddings the most. And I feel like they can be a, a high stressful day, but they're really exciting and they're really fun. And I have, I feel I have a good personality type that just kind of can roll with the punches. I don't get too stressed out in high stressful situations. I'm a pretty patient person. So I just always felt like my personality type worked well in the wedding environment. And I love shooting other things. I love working with clients in other ways, but I just really really enjoyed the emotion that was captured on the wedding day. And even though it is high stress, it, it's just really romantic, really fun. And it was a good time. And so I kind of just wanted to focus more in that direction. Plus, it kind of takes a lot out of you. If you're working with wedding clients, it's usually a long process. You know, it could be anywhere pretty much between like four months to 18 months that you're working with them, depending on how far in advance they booked you. And that doesn't really end, you know, you're kind of their point of contact for different things throughout the process. So, so true. Yeah. You know, I just really, I felt like I could give more to my weddings if I took a few other things off of my plate. So I made that business decision and, and I'm not upset about it. You know, I love it. I, I, I wouldn't change that decision um, if I could go back. So it's been great. Well, and there's a theme that I'm hearing there in your response to this question, which is self-awareness. You, you're aware of your strengths. You're aware of what you enjoy. You're aware of how many, how much of you you can give to your clients or potential clients. And so that self-awareness has enabled you to create a business that not only is doing well, but that you also enjoy. And I think that's a really good lesson for our listeners as well. Now, you, you mentioned the romantic side of, of getting to photograph weddings. You actually just got married not too long ago, correct? I did. I did. Um, it was April of 2016, so a little over a year. Yeah. And I love it. I'd recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like being on the other side of the camera? Was that weird? You always hear about photographers talking about how odd it is to be on the other side of the camera. Did, did you, what was your experience like as the subject? So I kept kind of having to get out of my own head because as I was planning my wedding, I kept forgetting that I was going to be the bride. I kind of was planning, you know, planning things as the photographer because that's my, my job is to spend my time at weddings. So I really didn't think of it. Um, so it was a little bit of a struggle for me, you know, on the actual wedding day itself, I kind of like got hit with the reality of like, oh my gosh, 
not that I wasn't prepared to get ready, but uh, to get married, but it was just kind of like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, wait a minute. I'm putting on the dress this time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I'm the bride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my photographer is here. Like, it's not me. Um, but I, I mean, just the planning process in general, I, I felt like it was pretty easy for me to plan since I'm a part of the industry. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't so easy being on the other side. But it really made me appreciate um, like the, the amount of the amount of stress and the amount of organization that some of my brides have had, you know, it helped me kind of be aware of that, the, the full circle of customer service. So I remember back like, oh my gosh, the stress that you might feel on your wedding day. Now it helps me when I'm dealing with situations with my couples, because I know, you know, they're not, they're not thinking of this the same way. They're, they're feeling maybe stress from that situation or, or this situation over here. So it kind of just helps me be a better servant to my clients from hereafter. I think about it differently now. It makes me think of the the under what's that that show the TV show Undercover Bosses or something like that, where these these CEOs mm-hmm. of the companies um, who are kind of disconnected from the day to day of their companies, what what their employees are dealing with, what they're what they're going through, they they yeah. end up disguising themselves as a and as an employee, and they get in the middle of it all. And um, I'm sure develop some pretty incredible perspective there that they wouldn't have had had they not been there in the middle of everything that was going on in their company. And so that's that's interesting that you were able to gain that kind of perspective. And I'm sure that translates then to the way, as you're talking about, the way that you engage with your clients now because of that perspective. So that's that's really wonderful. Now, you're focused primarily in the, the Chicago market, but you're you're also living part part of the time in Indiana as well. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So I actually live in Northwest Indiana, which is um, Northwest Indiana. I mean, Indiana is super close to Chicago. It actually, my commute into the city is faster than a lot of the Illinois suburbs because we actually have a more direct route. Um, But I'm about, I'm about 35 minutes south of Chicago. Um, So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy commute. There's a lot of people in the city that, that live in Northwest Indiana too. We kind of are like the pseudo Chicagoland area. So we're, we're part of the city if you ask us, but <laughs> that's cool. Well, and you're right there yeah. on, on Lake Michigan too, right? I mean, very, mm-hmm. very top tip of the, of, of Indiana. I'm actually originally from Kokomo, Indiana, a couple hours from you guys there. Um, oh, yeah. I, I didn't spend a lot of time there, but it's nice to, to get back up that way. Very, very small town in the middle of about an hour outside of Indianapolis, but, um, it's nice to get up that way from time to time. Now yeah. on your about me page, you say, I'm not only am I a photographer, but I'm an educator. I just started educating new wedding photographers with workshops and one-on-one mentoring. I have a true passion for teaching and I'm so excited that I can take that desire and turn it a reality or turn it into a reality in my business. I believe in sharing <laughs> our truth and our experiences with others. And I'm excited to have this new outlet to do just that. So you've been a photographer now for about six years, but you've made this journey into beginning to educate and help other photographers. So talk to us a little bit about that journey. How did you get into the education space? That's a really great question. I had the opportunity of working with a student intern throughout 2016. And this woman was just graduating. She was just about to graduate from an art college that's local to Chicago. And she had reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in offering her an internship um, because she was interested in learning about wedding photography and and just how to create and start a wedding, a wedding photography business, but also potentially just a photography business that does weddings as well. Um, 
And I really was kind of overwhelmed by the idea of the thought of it because I was like, well, I don't know if I have anything to teach. Um, you know, just my own insecurity of, of thinking of, of this whole sure, this sure. whole process. Um, so I met with her, which was going to be like a quick half hour meeting, like a coffee, a little coffee date. We were just going to kind of go over the stuff that she was interested in learning from me. And it ended up turning into like a three hour conversation oh, wow. where where I was just entirely blown away with the the amount of questions that she had for me and the things that she didn't know. And and throughout this that meeting, which eventually ended up turning into a, a full internship, which we did for about four months, the questions just kept coming up. And it, it just seemed as though, even though she had gone to school for art specifically in photography, there's so many things she learned about photography. But, you know, just like any other college degree, you're not learning about a specific not always a specific career, a specific place in the industry. Um, so I just kind of realized that there was, after talking with her and, and, and getting down to, to some nitty gritty topics, that she just really didn't know where to start. And it kind of reminded me of how much I had learned throughout the last, um, what at that point was five years of business. And so something started brewing in my head, like what, what are other people learning in school? Is anybody else looking for the same information? Um, I remember back to 2011 when I had started a photography business and I was considering doing weddings and I had done a few, I looked for a workshop that I could, could join or a person that could mentor me. Um, and I really couldn't find anything substantial in the Chicagoland area for somebody who was new, somebody that was at the level that I was at. Um, so a lot of just questions started forming in my head last year I started looking around online to see if there was even a workshop that existed where and where I could refer my intern to. And there really wasn't anything there, not for a new photographer specifically that was interested in getting into weddings. So my ideas just kept kept brewing and I ended up, you know, kind of making a decision that if one photographer coming out of art school has all of these questions in a in a huge area and it's specifically art college in the Chicagoland area, which is a huge, a huge um, education area and a huge art area, then there has to be more than one. The one, the one person that has these questions wouldn't have stumbled upon me. So um, it kind of helped me realize that maybe there was there was a need for for some sort of a workshop that I had originally looked for six years ago, and I started building it. I started building a curriculum. Well, like a true entrepreneur too, seeing that opportunity and filling filling in the gap. I think that's really interesting that you were able to not just to see the opportunity, but then to figure out an effective way to to capitalize on that by uh, creating this workshop. Then that would educate. I, I like that you point out specifically the the newer photographer because there are a variety of workshops out there, um, and a number of them that probably cater more toward the the not necessarily the veteran photographer, but somebody who at least has a baseline. And mm -hmm. um, so the fact that you found a, a niche specifically with the newer photographer, I think, is really interesting as well. Now, I have to ask you and kind of kind of play mm -hmm. devil's advocate a little bit here. Um, there there are a large number of photography workshops out there. And it seems like even in the last maybe five to seven years, maybe even a little bit more uh, photographers left and right are starting their own workshop and uh, coming up with their own educational content online. And it's with, with some of these workshops that they're you know, truly beneficial to the attending photographer. Others, 
um, you hear from photographers that attend some of these workshops and, and it turns out that the, pho the photographer, or the people behind the workshops are really very self-serving in their motivations for even starting the workshop in, in the first place. And maybe the content itself isn't even that beneficial, it lacks depth. What are you doing with your workshops in order to make sure that you're actually offering something that is really and truly beneficial to those who are attending? And maybe even doing something to, to make sure that the experience is actually unique to other workshops. What are, what are you doing to make sure that you're creating a workshop like that? Um, so I, I'm going to take it back to when I actually, again, had my intern. I had a really unique opportunity of having an individual who was my ideal student for my workshop before I even realized I was having a workshop. So um, I just, you know, throughout that process of having the intern, you know, we had gone back and forth with questions, with emails, with you know, capitalizing on what she specifically wanted to know. And I had collected a lot of questions and I have notebooks full of, of her questions and, and jotting down my answers so that when we would meet, I would have her, um, you know, well thought out answers for her. Um, so you were literally and, creating a curriculum for yourself at that point. You didn't even know it. And that's awesome. I didn't even know it. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, that was, for me, that was, um, that was kind of the unique opportunity that I had for it, where I was kind of almost beta testing something I didn't even know, know I was testing. For sure. So I knew there was value just because as she and I would discuss, you know, these questions and these answers, she would tell me that, you know, there's other students that were in her school that had gotten internships that didn't find them beneficial, that they were, you know, doing the you know, what is sometimes seen as the the intern role where they were out getting coffee or they were answering phone calls, but they weren't actually working with a photographer hand in hand, like learning how the client experience works, learning how to capitalize on marketing after a wedding day, learning how to um, even communicate basically through email to, you know, use specific words and phrases that would um reinforce your brand. Um, so we were kind of talking about these things as we were going along and I was able to kind of clean out some of the noise. I mean, as you said, there's so many workshops already and there's so many people that are offering such great things, but they don't always specify what level that photographer's at. So it can be very confusing to a, a new person in the wedding industry hearing all of these things that they have to do, but they have no foundation yet. They have no business really, but they're worrying about how to use social media and they're worrying about how to exceed client expectations, but they don't even, they don't even know how to get a client yet. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it, you kind of have to, I took my experience with her and kind of just like pushed aside and be like, what, what is the foundation of what we need to kind of know here? I love it. You don't even know how to, you know, we don't even know how to plan a wedding schedule yet. We're talking about how to, you know, what we're going to give them the images on afterwards. We don't even, we didn't, we didn't even shoot it yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, it just, that, that whole, for me, like I said, it was, it, I, I figured out the value before, you know, I even realized it. And then I just kind of had to reason with myself. Like, do you want the, do you want this responsibility of taking more people under your wing and not just doing a workshop, but possibly carrying on with them as a mentor? Um, so, um, that's how I found it unique. Cause like I said, I searched, I searched for this, for new photographers. And just like you, I saw a lot of workshops specifically by fantastic photographers in the Chicagoland area, 
of how to take your business to the next level, but nothing before that. So you saw that opportunity again, and you, you took advantage of that opportunity to create something that didn't really exist in your area. And I, I think that's a really wonderful example, again, of entrepreneurship um, at its height. And uh, you've created something now, a, a workshop that is in its second year. Your upcoming workshop is on October 15th. Is that correct? So, and it's and for those of you who are interested uh, in taking a look at what Michelle is offering at this workshop, you can go to fromtheheartworkshop.com. And uh, is, that, is that the correct URL there, Michelle? Yes. Perfect. Yes, so yes. you guys can go take a look at that. But um, I think this is interesting advice to consider too for those listening in who have considered the idea of putting together some type of a workshop or even an internship where they're going to be teaching other photographers. They're taking on the responsibility of, uh, well, first of all, in, in many cases, collecting money from photographers and then following up on that responsibility by actually giving something that ideally not just meets but exceeds the value uh, of that the cost of that workshop. And um, so I guess really a, I'd be curious to get your opinion on how those photographers who may be considering offering a workshop uh, or offering some, even an internship, what kind of questions should they ask themselves first to make sure that they're even in the right place to be offering a, a workshop, not just one that is you know, by a, a professional photographer who may have shot for a few years and has a little bit of experience, but a workshop that's truly going to offer value and benefit to those who are attending? I definitely have a few different things that I specifically thought to myself because I wasn't, even after working with an intern, I wasn't really picturing myself as an educator. Um, and so I had these big questions that I was trying to ask myself too. So, you know, the first thing is definitely like, what is your goal? Like, what is your, what is your purpose or what is your idea or your topic? Is there something specific that you have in mind that you feel like is pressed upon you that you would like to teach? Um, and then value, definitely. You mentioned value. We can, that's, it's very important. It's very huge. If you're requesting money from people, can you provide value? Um, there's a lot, there's thousands of fantastic photographers that could do amazing work, but not all of them are teachers, just like in any industry. Not everybody is a trainer. Not everyone is an instructor. Not everyone is an educator. Um, so do you have value that you can offer to somebody and are you willing to take on the responsibility of being an educator um you know remember when you're educating somebody you are like your hands are all over their business then if if, if you're talking about specifically in business if you want to educate somebody that's a heavy responsibility like because i know the answer that worked for me but will it work for someone else Again, that's back to value, but it's also responsibility. And then the final, you know, thought is: is there a need? Is there a need in your area, in your um, in your specific industry, um, with what you want to teach? You know, if there's 50 other photographers that are trying to do the same exact thing, then maybe there is no need to do that same that same workshop descriptor. But if you can add something extra, you know, maybe you can have added value there. So I think all of those points kind of completely chain together, um, but there's definitely, you know, separate questions that you kind of have to ask yourself to figure out whether 
you actually, if this would be something that, that you would like to do or that you can do or would be a good marketing or business direction for you to go. And these are some really good questions. I, w- I want to kind of go back and touch on, on at least a couple of them here because um, they're even applicable, not just to, to whether or not a photographer should start a workshop or launch a workshop or not, but just to business in general. So the first question, what is your goal? I think this is a good question to be asking all of uh, those who are in the photography industry or wanting to get in the photography industry. They're running their own business. This is a good question for me to ask myself on a regular basis, both both on a, a personal level and a business level. What is mm-hmm. my goal? Because it's easy to get lost in the minutia, the day-to-day of running a photography business without having something that you're working toward, whether it's a short-term goal or a longer-term goal. Uh, But without that direction, things tend to get pretty haphazard. And the last Mm -hmm. thing that you need to do as a photographer who is considering offering a workshop is to go into offering a workshop just because it sounds like a fun thing to do, a cool thing to do. Maybe you attended a couple of workshops, made you feel really good, you got something out of it, and you're like, well, I've been a photographer for a little while and and I I wanna offer a workshop. If you don't have a very specific goal in mind, not only will the workshop itself be haphazard, but even the process of putting that together will likely be haphazard because you don't actually know what you're working towards. So I think that's a, mm-hmm. a really important question to ask, not just for workshops, but in general as a photography business owner. Um, adding value, making sure that um, that you're adding enough value. And I think this ties in really well to, to the fourth point that you made too, which is where is the need? Um, because again, if you're just simply adding to the noise, then likely you're going to have you're not going to have as much value to add as you could have if you'd said you know what where where just just like you would when you create a, an effective photography brand how can I position myself against the so-called competition so that I stand out very clearly and so looking mm-hmm. for opportunities as an educator a teacher in the photography industry it's really intelligent to ask where the need or where the needs are and to go there don't just simply go fill the same space that 10 other photographers are filling you know, but off camera lighting is is a topic that comes to mind there is so much information out there about that particular topic and um, it seems kind of endless the number of photographers that are going that direction there are a lot of other areas of running a photography business both on the, the photography side as well as the business side um, that could be covered so look for an opportunity that isn't hasn't been capitalized on yet or that not many photographers have um, covered yet as a topic and go there, look for the need. And that's likely where you're going to be able to add the most value, assuming you have something to offer to that particular topic. And then, and then the third point that you make kind of going backwards a little bit, you said, are you asked the question of, are you an educator? Is this, does this actually fit who you are? And I think this is a really important question as well. Um, I've attended, there's countless photography conferences at this point and, and my, 16, 17 or so years in the photography industry. And the thing that that has struck me for the longest time is the number of photographers that are getting up in front of their peers and they're in a position to teach and yet have little to no idea how to... Actually, first of all, to your original point, what they're teaching. Um, so, <laughs> so the content is very haphazard. They're kind of all over the place and you don't quite know what you're supposed to be paying attention to. And... Uh, as a result, again, photographers' time, sadly, in many cases, is is wasted because these photographers are attending a class mm-hmm. where not only is there not a, a very specific goal, but the person who is attempting to educate, and of course, n- nothing against them personally, but they they don't have an understanding of how to effectively communicate ideas or principles in a way that are easy to understand, they're easy to follow, there's a flow to them, and 
when photographers not only are taking their own time, but are spending hard-earned money to attend a workshop or a conference or otherwise, and they're, they're learning from or attempting to learn from a photographer who is just not an effective communicator or educator, um, it's, it's just it's sad. It's unfortunate. And I've been in that situation way too many times, and I know other photographers have been as well. So asking the question, am I an educator or do I have the, the, the qualification, not, not even the qualifications, just, just the abilities to be able to clearly communicate an idea or ideas to those who might attend this workshop, I think is a really important question to ask. And you, know, you could get feedback from your peers. Um, I know, Michelle, you had the opportunity to actually get feedback directly from somebody who you were mentoring, which was an incredible opportunity, not only to know what a photographer wanted, but then how to most effectively communicate um, the ideas or answer her questions. And I think that's really, really important. So these are really wonderful questions that photographers should ask themselves. And again, not just for workshops for the sake of whether or not to launch a workshop, but but for the sake of their business as well. And uh, I appreciate you bringing those up. So let's just say they've they've asked themselves those questions and they're ready to, to kind of take the next step and they want to start a workshop. Give them some, some ideas, some concepts, principles to keep in mind as they begin to plan a workshop, if you will. You know, after you've already explored these ideas in your in your head and you're, you know, ready to go, I think it's just a matter of, you know, just like anything we do in our business, it takes some creative brainstorming to figure out, um, you know, maybe what you want it to look like or where you want to do this, this workshop at, um, you know, is there additional value that you can add by collaborating with other individuals in the industry? Um, it's very important to, um, to know your goal for doing that, but actually trying to put it on paper or, or or kind of getting your ideas out there to, to figure out where you would want to do it, how you want it to look, how many students that you would, you would want, um, all these things you kind of have to, it, again, it's like, basically you're starting a separate section of your business. You're, you're putting a new leg to your business. So it, it takes just as much brain work as it does when you started your business to kind of put it in a box, put it in a category. And it doesn't have to stay that same way forever. Um, uh, my first workshop is very similar to how my second workshop looks, but I will be picking it up a notch and I've added some things and I've subtracted some things. So, you know, you just have to kind of like build this idea in your head in order to, to start pursuing how that's going to look. Um, you can add extra value by contacting either local sponsors or national sponsors, have giveaways, have raffles. Um, you're just continuing to build that extra value for your students. Um, so that's, you know, definitely something to um, keep in mind. Um, for my workshop, I knew that I wanted to create a layer of value on top of just what I had to teach my students, but I wanted to have them do some hands-on work. And I wanted them to be able to walk away with photographs of a wedding or what looked like a wedding. So I had a full section of my day um, for both my workshops, which which was and will be a gorgeous styled shoot where we'll actually work together by photographing on this styled shoot. So for me, it was strategizing who can I collaborate with, what vendors in the industry will bring huge value to these photographers that are maybe from the Midwest or from the Chicagoland area, people that they can now put in their portfolio that they've worked with at locations that they might desire to work with. Um, so again, just, just getting this full framework in your mind of, of what you want it to look like and then being able to execute it 
Um, obviously, you do have to create a budget because, you know, the unfortunate side is that you can't always make money um, without spending some money. So, you know, obviously money isn't always the goal, but this is a huge endeavor for you. This is an event. This is something, this is a new marketing opportunity, a, a new direction for your business. So you kind of have to create a budget. And if you know your goal, you have to kind of put a marketing scheme in place. All these principles that you know from owning a business is now directed toward this workshop. Um, so, you know, understanding that you have to market it, there might be some advertisement expenses. Um, again, just the extra legwork that you have to put in place. And a lot of this has to be done before you even post anything online or, or introduce this to, to any kind of students. Um, so just kind of getting those ducks in a row before you even make an announcement that this is happening. Um, just, it's, you know, something it's very important. You just want to kind of explore all of these, all of these options. And then once it kind of starts to take form, then you just cross your fingers and hope you did an okay job. <laughs> <laughs> so there is still a little bit of that left in the end, but I, I sometimes. This is, sometimes I know as, as artist types, and I've certainly been, been guilty of it as well. It's easy to, to want to just go for something on a whim. Uh, and mm -hmm. we see it, we see all these, uh, inspirational quotes and social media and, and that center around this idea really of just kind of going for it. Right. Sadly, business doesn't just simply work by going for it. There, there does need to be some goal setting. There does need to be some planning. There does need to be some budgeting, uh, mm -hmm. some collaboration. And, uh, so, you know, going back to the, the point really that you made to get us started when it came to considering whether or not to even get a workshop going, it is so important to have a goal in mind. And this goal will literally drive, it's something that I've referred to in both in, in this podcast as well as um, various teaching opportunities that I've had as the big picture view. Uh, Julie Morgenstern, her book, The Time, uh, Time Management from the Inside Out, she talks about this idea of a big picture view and it's kind of the overriding perspective that drives what you do. And she talks about being able to rise above the chaos and maintain perspective. And so starting with the goal, um, is absolutely vital because it will give some structure, some direction to your planning efforts in this workshop. You've already established whether or not you're going to be able to, it, it, is there an opportunity to add value by focusing on a particular niche in the workshop industry and something that you can actually add value to those attending? You, you've already established that. So now you need to set a certain goal or set of goals that will drive your planning efforts in order to set up a workshop that will deliver that value effectively. So it's important, first of all, to establish those goals, just kind of reiterating some of the things that you were saying. Collaboration is is huge, like you said, in, in business in general, particularly for workshops, whether it's getting some people on board that are gonna help you kind of manage the details or having other vendors, especially with wedding workshops, other vent vendors in the local industry come in and add their expertise to the workshops uh, is really, really important. So collaboration and then looking for opportunities to improve, whether that was over your last workshop or as you're prepping your material and you're reviewing it, if you see opportunities to improve uh, what you've done or what you've already created, that the outline that you've come up with, uh, or again, to improve over the material that you've shared in the past, looking for those opportunities constantly will just mean that your workshop is that much better. And then, and then budgeting, uh, because Yes, in the end, we are business owners. And it's funny, I, the number of conversations that I've heard from photographers who 
almost laugh at the, the notion that they are making money off of workshops. It's, it's kind of funny at the end of the day because, you know, workshop, those, those who run workshops um, get criticized sometimes for wanting to just make an extra buck off the photography industry. At the end of the day, for, photography workshops aren't necessarily the most lucrative way of going about making money. Um, so you've got to be intelligent about it. You've got to set a budget. You've got to think about the costs involved um, and, and just be smart about the financial piece uh, as well. So these are, these are good reminders, good concepts and ideas to keep in mind for those listening in who, again, they've, they've considered the notion of offering, uh, some of their education, uh, their personal education, what they've learned as a professional photographer, they've considered offering that to other photographers or photographers to be, uh, in the industry in the form of a workshop. These are great questions to ask themselves before they even start planning one. And, uh, and then ideas, principles to consider as well as they begin that planning process so that they make sure that they're actually creating a workshop um, that is truly a benefit, is truly adding value to the photographers who are attending. So this is a great conversation. Um, and I would encourage those of you who are listening in, if, if you are looking for a workshop um, that is focused on establishing a baseline uh, for you as a photographer, professional photographer, whether you've just started or you're, you're hoping to start in the industry as a professional photographer, make sure you check out Michelle's website from theheartworkshop.com. You can also see Michelle's uh, work online, photographic work online or wedding photography at michellecoxphotography.com. And then your Instagram, what's your Instagram account, Michelle? It's at michellecoxphoto. Perfect. So you guys can check out her work on, on her Instagram account as well. But thank you so much for making time just to kind of sit and share with us today, Michelle. I know this has been a learning experience for you. You've got your second workshop coming up. And I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from, from that experience as well. But I appreciate you taking time to share that value with our listeners. And um, we'll make sure that, uh, that we encourage everybody to, to jump over to those websites. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. <laughs> Perfect. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.